Hello, and welcome to episode number 358 of the Armin Show podcast, science, people, creativity, learning more, trying things, figuring things out, knowledge, information, whatnot. This one, we're back, action-packed, with an in-person episode, which is one of my favorites out here. I like in-person episode because connection, people, you can't recreate these moments as well through the low bandwidth internet, which is still high bandwidth compared to like just the text message. On this one here, our guest today, Corinne Lang, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Corinne in the building. Now, Corinne. Yes. This is wonderful. We are in a wonderful region, which is somewhat warm. It's getting towards summer. This is Los Angeles, California. I would say it's very warm. It's very warm, right? Very warm. <laughs> it's up there as far as he as far as he goes, right? It's gonna cook. But we're in the part of the day where it's not cooking yet. Right. Which is advantageous. Correct. Which is a good deal. Now, if someone were to check with you, because I always go into details of a person, what are some things in this life that you would identify with, whether things you have done, do, or qualities of your own that you identify with? How might people know of Corinne? Um, I strongly identify with my religion. I'm Jewish. My okay. family is originally from Israel. So Israeli Jewish is a huge part of me, and I think that's where a lot of my values come from. Um family-oriented, kind of don't back down from anything. Um, She's tough like me. (laughs) How people would describe me, I guess, really strong personality, very opinionated, so it makes sense that I'm an attorney. Um, I, I don't know. I'm emotional, but I don't let people see it, so I guess that's like the strong part, and I live my life by what I believe in. I don't know if that was too deep or intense. I no, 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 no. What we like deep in and that. intense, okay? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm built for out here. Yeah. The opposite of deep and intense is, I guess, surface level and not full in detail. And shallow. Yeah. Terminology. Now, do you get pushback just on that one being tough or being of your own beliefs? It's 2022. You have your own beliefs, whatnot. Are you getting pushback from your people? Or have you gotten pushback for years, maybe 2014, 28, just um, for having someone being someone with opinions that you don't give up on. I definitely get pushed back, but I push back harder. Okay. So then like people just quiet down. Okay, good. Shout out to that. It's called self-belief. Is your self-esteem way up there? Yes. So we have two high self-esteem people here. (laughs) (laughs) Two two people who really believe in themselves. Yeah. That's good. Right. Can be unnerving for some individuals. 100%. Yeah. Very intimidating. Right. Usually, right? You probably crumble people. I crumble people. But in this case... I make her look like just a nice, warm, just a nice, warm individual that is just like a chocolate, chewy chocolate chip cookie. Just cooked. (laughs) (laughs) Just baked. Okay. This is not common for my existence. Yes. Okay. We try to switch things up. But the average person is less of these things. Why do you have self-esteem? Where did it come from? Because it's important. A lot of people don't have it. It affects their whole life. Um, I think my mom, both my parents, but especially my mom did... Just checking the mic, which is good detail. Shout out to that. (laughs) Audio for the people. Um, My mom did a really good job with all of us, kind of just reminding us our worth and always encouraging us. And not just necessarily accomplishments, but us as people. Um, So I'm really appreciative to her for that because I I was lucky to never really have self-esteem issues, which I know is very rare. Um, but it's because I was getting constant, sometimes too much when you're younger and you're like, stop, you're embarrassing me. Um, but just constant reassurance, support, love, 
And I'm very fortunate because I am the way that I am because she was like that. It had to be passed on in that way. It is like that. Yeah. Yeah. She is currently. Yeah. So a good chunk of it, your mom, you would think Mm -hmm. of the link. The link is a direct link there. Mm -hmm. She believed in herself. Yeah. And I think more than that, she just believed in her kids and like in her eyes were God's gift to this earth, you know? And it's, if you ask someone else, you'd be like, oh, they're whatever. But in her eyes, and I guess that's a lot of moms, but she was just a lot, really vocal about it. And I think, I think that also plays into the Israeli part. Israelis are extra family, warm, outspoken. So you feel it when you're talking to Israelis. It's like, People that are friends with a lot of Israelis or Jews are like, oh, I'm like an honorary Jew or honorary Israeli because I'm just, they're just so welcomed. Yeah. And they're so like reassured and supported. So, yeah, I think that's part of it. I always had a good link with the crew. I've always had a good link with the crew. It's just automatic. Sometimes people have thought I was. I thought you were when you met. Okay, there you go. 100%. Shout out to that. For for today, I am there. (laughs) Really? Like within like a second or just, oh, good. Yeah. All right. Shout out to that. I'm like a Persian Armenian, but also who knows, right? Some variety out there. I mean, it could be somewhere in there. Could be somewhere in there. It's good to know our background. Our background dictates so much of our existence. When I look at people, I always see their self-esteem first more than anything. And so I know that their self-esteem is like, if it's a three out of 10, their existence can't go that much further than like a 4.5 out of 10. You just can't reach beyond what you believe in yourself because you'll just pull it back. It'll come and you'll crumble it. You'll break it as it goes on. But the person that has self-esteem, let's say you get things that are at nine out of 10 in life. No problem. You're like, cool. It fits in my existence. I'm Corinne. I'm Corinne. This is supposed to be part of me. Yeah. Other person's like, well, uh, and then it's gone. And then later they're like, I wish I could have those things. You had it right there. You just didn't stay. Important points here. Also, you're an attorney. I am. Tell us about that. What got you into that category? Do you like it? And what about your qualities connects with the field? Um, it was my path since I was born, kind of, again, my mom, it was, you're going to be an attorney. Yeah. And not, not necessarily forced on me because it fits my personality, outspoken, opinionated. Like I, I used to get in trouble a lot in high school because I was, it's like when the teacher turns around and says, stop talking, but you weren't talking. So you kind of get annoyed. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just deal with it. I'd be like, no, but that wasn't me. It's like, yes, but now you're distracting. I'm like, yeah, but initially when you got me in trouble, it wasn't me. And then I would just get sent to the office. So and my mom's would, my mom would get calls I'm like oh she's talking she's like leave me alone stop deal with her she's your problem like <laughs> that's good stuff right there yeah so i've always just been very into what's right mm-hmm. and being able to i think because i was strong and my voice was pretty loud i was able to defend what was right in a younger sense and so attorney just kind of made sense um i I'm still an attorney because I am barred, but I left my job actually to travel because I didn't like it going to that. I didn't necessarily not like being an attorney. I just, the field that I was working in wasn't exactly for me and there was no upward mobility where I was. So I made the decision to quit eight months in and just go travel one-way ticket, indefinite period of time and come back when I'm ready and because I have my whole wor- life to work. so It's a valid point. Yeah. This is a good point because somebody w- somebody recently told me, okay, they're getting a job at the city and they're getting some promotion and 
Boom, take that, random item. <laughs> and they are getting a county-like promotion in years. And they're like, okay, once I get this level of income, then I'm going to focus on my spiritual well-being. And I'm wondering, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday, what are your thoughts on that? Is it like, maybe you could not do that the same way they would because they're happy, they're fine with postponing to three, four, five years, whatever long it takes. And then like, I'll focus on, which sounds funny now that I'm talking about it, like now it's back to me, but is that a difference between people? Like you would not be able to do that and that person is okay with that and they might have a little bit of, what was I doing? I couldn't even postpone to December. I was, so I quit my job. I decided to quit my job. I came to the decision in February, but we had a big trial in May. And so I told myself I wouldn't leave before the trial. Consider it. I didn't. I, I wanted to be there to support. And so the trial got continued to July. And then I was going back and forth be, between staying, not staying. Ultimately, I ended up leaving and I was just going to quit and leave, get on a plane and go. But there were a lot of things that I wanted to stay for. My friends are getting married. Burning Man is back. I haven't been in four years. And that's just, I was really excited to go back. And then all the Jewish holidays are in September. My nephew's bar mitzvah. There's just a bunch of stuff. So it kept getting pushed back farther and farther. That's how life goes. If I was thinking logical and rational to stay for all these things. And then, oh, I'll just go in December. And I was getting so antsy. And that's just a couple months. So you're asking me about, could I postpone for three to five years? Absolutely not. Because a couple months was driving me crazy. And I got to the point where I was like, no, I can't do this. And I just booked a flight. And I was like, I'm leaving end of July. And my everyone around me was like, wait, what? Like we had till December, you know? So... Um, I think a lot of people, and a lot of people have told me this and have tried to kind of change my mind about it, that you work hard now so you can play later and so that you can travel later so that you can relax later. And I respect that and agree. And I won't try to change anyone's mind on that, but Corinne don't play that, <laughs> but, um, for me, especially the way that I like to travel right now at this age, because I'm only 25, I like to backpack. I like to immerse myself in the culture. I don't like to just stay at the resort and go to the pool because then every country you go to is the same. Yeah, there's people look a little bit different and you're eating different food. But if you're staying at a resort the whole time, what really is the difference? Whereas when I did Southeast Asia, like I stayed in people's homes. Like I, there was this one... Um, we took a boat tour from entering Laos from Thailand. It's the Mekong River. So we did a two-day boat cruise, I guess. And we stopped on the side of the river where it looks like there's seemingly nothing, like just jungles. Nothing at all. And they're like, okay, like walk in. You're like, walk in where? To the it's end all of trees. our existence. Literally, like <laughs> there's nothing for miles. You can't see anything. And Not the most inviting casually. Well, it's inviting because it was lush, but right. it was like, sorry, do you want me, are we sleeping in the trees or what's going on? It just didn't look like there was civilization anywhere. And we like walk on this rickety bridge that's barely holding on. And like, we just keep walking and we're just like, where are we going? You know? And all of a sudden it opens up into this village of just shacks and sheds and makeshift homes that there are people that have been living there their whole lives. All their ancestors have lived there. And we stayed, they had a welcoming ceremony for us. We drank loud whiskey with them. It was like, it was a we ran around with all the kids. It was very real, authentic, genuine. We slept in their homes, like on just mattresses and under mosquito tents. And when I woke up, 
what the woman that I was staying with, she was like roasting. I don't know if it was a squirrel, but one like an animal in that area. Yeah. Just in her makeshift kitchen. And you don't get that stuff when you go to a resort, you know, like you don't see how people live their lives. And so for me, I, I'm probably not going to be able to do that when I'm 50 or 60 and I'm fully established financially, completely stable. And I have the funds necessarily to go out and travel, but I won't have the same energy. I won't have the same body. I won't have the same curiosity. I might be more jaded. I might be tired. So for everyone that says you need to build your empire, especially coming from law school and telling my law friends hey, I just quit. I'm going to travel. And they're working these big corporate jobs, putting in their hours, getting all this money. What's going on with Corinne? They're just like, how? I just don't understand. Like, why don't you wait? It's like, wait for what? My life is right now. And if I don't do it now, I won't like this trip, a one-way ticket, no need to come back, no responsibilities to care about. I will never do it. You're cognizant of this. Could we ask how come others may not be as cognizant or have that pull or do they not care as much? Because I think that I've described that this pull is the difference between the person who does that thing and the person who maybe it's not as hefty. Somebody will see, I saw a video where a person like he saw somebody with the expensive car and he got annoyed. He's like, why not me? What the, but somebody else might see it and think, oh, cool. Well, that first person is more likely to then go towards that because like annoyed. You yeah. got to have that pull within you. Why don't others have the pull you have at your age? I think it's a combination of factors, especially going to my age. I have four older siblings and the age gap is 20 years. So my oldest brother is 20 years older than me. Mm -hmm. So, and two brothers, two sisters. So I was always able to see the next steps of life before I got there. So most siblings are max five, maybe 10 years apart, you know? And so, but you also still have this young relationship, whereas My brother was 20 years old when I was born. You know, like when I'm 10, he's 30. I was in, he was getting married. So I could see. Huge advantage. Yes. I could see that life is not always the way that it's supposed to be or people say. It's not linear. And when you're in it and everyone else around you is in it, it's linear. You have to go to school, get the job, get the money, get the family, then go live your life. Whereas that's not the case and seeing them and their friends and how people shift careers or change or just pick up and move or take some time off or do things that are considered other. It was kind of comforting because it showed me that you don't have to go linear and my going to my personality, even if people have seen that sometimes people don't have the personality, which is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Society puts a lot of pressure on us to live that linear lifestyle and being the strong opinionated person. I've always been like, I don't really care what I'm supposed to do or what I'm meant to do. Like, this is what I want to do in this moment. Um, and my parents have always supported me on that. My parents are huge travelers. My mom, I don't know so much my dad. My dad just does what my mom says and like goes along for the ride. She's like, we're going to India. He's like, okay, pack for me and I'll be there. Time you know? for India. So... Um, but my mom is huge on traveling. So she's always pushed me to travel every chance I got after high school. I did a Europe trip in college. I studied abroad after I finished college. I did my Asia trip. My first summer of law school, I worked in Uganda 
and <clears throat> all her friends asked her, you, you're not worried about her. You're crazy. Like she's a young woman. At that time I was 21, 22. You're sending her to Uganda of all places to work. It, Cause it's just no, very few people go there, you know? Um, but my mom trusted me and believed in me. And she knows that I have a good sense of awareness and yeah, it was the most amazing thing. So I think it's just me being as strong as I am and not really caring what I'm supposed to do plus the support that I got. I mean, it was hard for me to tell my mom, hey, you've always wanted me to be an attorney. I'm finally an attorney, but I'm going to go quit my job and just backpack for I don't know how long. You know, she Could was like, so wait, as supportive as she is, like she was like, hold on, hold on. Like, OK, yeah, you could do that when you're younger, but like you're at your career now. But I explained to her where I was. I didn't see it as my career. So I know I'm going to switch careers. I know I was going to leave and work somewhere else. Before I do that, why don't I go travel and live my life? And not people don't, people skip over that, that part. And I think that's the difference. Whereas I think of my whole future is going to be X. So why don't I dabble in Y before that? And that's hard for people to understand. Even my sister, my sister is very type A. Go Can't through imagine. the levels. <laughs> um, she doesn't understand it. And she's like, you've, oh. you talk like you haven't traveled. Because I've been to 28 countries so far. My favorite number, my birthday number. Oh, really? That's my lucky number. And this is 358 or 328? 358. Oh, it would be sick <laughs> if it was 328. Gosh, yeah. meet me like six, six, seven months ago. Um, but... It doesn't matter that I've traveled, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I will never be satisfied. My goal before I die is to go to every country. So it doesn't really matter how much I've done so far. I just want to do it all. You made me think of a few things here. Yeah. go. For but it. one of the important ones is, do you think I've thought about this before? You know how there's that ABC of life, do this, do this. And she's like, well, right now, but you're this, right? What do you think about the idea that that never ends? That like, oh, oh, no, but now you're in law school, do that. And then two years later, but now you're in the day. You don't get to do that alternate thing. Even though they, it sounds like when they're talking to you like that, oh, it'll be in a year or two. But then when you do the next thing, no, but this is time to do the thing. And then two years later, do the thing. Now you're like 47. And then I guess you did all the things finally. And now it's like, oh, can I do it? Sure you can. You're like, oh. I don't know if I want to. How'd you extend know. that 20 years? Yeah. Right. And then the other thing I thought, that's crazy, right? I don't know if they know they're doing that. It's like a self-limiting thing where they'll do it every like two years to stay on this path. And shouldn't you just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit? It's almost well, like they do it Well, I think everyone does it. So it's just people don't think about it because they're like everyone waits for the money, the house, the kids, the this, the financial stability, the promotion, the next step, everyone. So when people don't wait for it, right. they're kind of like, sorry, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Didn't get the memo. Memorandum in your terms, <laughs> <laughs> right? Other people use memos. The other one is, you made me think of, there's this like person I know online who's the friend of the Yes Theory YouTuber people who went on all the countries very young and she, her, she beat the record, right? Would you, mm -hmm. Is your goal more, because hers was just to beat the record, I was the first, so now she can go talk about it for the next 50 years. I was the first to go. There. Is yours like record-based or when you think of going to all the countries, what's the mindset behind that? The mindset is... Not record based. I mean, I guess it would be like self. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be able to say that, but I, I don't want to go just to check off a box. I want to 
I want to Similar see. Similar to the other life boxes, yeah. Yeah. I want to see these countries. I want to see these people because we don't know until we're there. We can talk about, and I'm only using this because that was my last kind of big backpacking trip. Like we can say we know about Thai culture, Vietnamese food, or the landmarks in Cambodia, but it's nothing compared to seeing it. And it's nothing compared to talking to people that live there. And I like, I didn't know that the Vietnam war absolutely obliterated Laos as well. Like they got bombarded with bombs and there's still a lot of bombs that are, um, undetonated in the ground. So kids will be playing with it. Farmers will be farming their land and just, and lose their hands. Like that is still a leftover consequence of the Vietnam war that very few people know about because it's a completely different country. It's like, what do you mean? No, it was a Vietnam war. I had no idea. Like millions of bombs were dropped on Laos and we don't learn that. I wouldn't have known that without going there or talking to someone from there or being there. So that's one of the things, I guess, that like, I just want to learn stuff that I wouldn't learn without being there. Full detail, full experience. Yeah. Not a description in some words. Yeah. Leaves out a bunch of stuff. It's like when you take a photo, it's like when you go on a hike or you go to some nature something or huge mountain and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to capture this. And you take a photo and you're like... It doesn't do it justice. Like it will never do it justice. Even with the biggest camera, the craziest lens, like there's nothing like being there. Right. It's another thing that you're cool. Scroll by. But in person, you can't scroll by that. Too good. You get it. The experience. It's like like I was saying with the in person. Mm -hmm. This could be remote. Okay. But it's not the same. It's not the same. same. Yeah. Karin knows. I know. I know. Five letter names, by the way, for the award winning. Huh? Both of our names are five letters long. Oh, that's true. We get the high ranking there. You, you get to tell people you went to Uganda for the next like 70 years, 80 or whatever it is. I do. I don't, that's the thing. Like I don't use, I, would. I don't, I don't, th- I don't throw it out as much if it comes up. And a lot of times like my friends will be the ones that will bring it up. Cause my goal, my end goal is I want to do anti-human trafficking. And that's what I was doing in Uganda. And so when people tell, talk to me about my career or my path or my this, and I say like, oh, I want to do anti-human trafficking, but that will be later on in life because I want to dedicate my life to it. Um, my friends will jump in and be like, yeah, that's what she did in Uganda for two months. And people will be like, Uganda? Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like that's what I did. So I don't, I, I don't use it as, I don't want to say like clout, but I don't use it as a talking point unless I feel it's relevant. So I guess that goes back to the whole record thing. It isn't for anyone else and it isn't to say I did this. It's for me to live it and know that I did it for myself. Another sign of strong self-esteem. It's built in there. Okay. If you didn't have it, all these things, it, it would all these things would be not that. And you'd be looking to represent something. Yeah. Uganda. Now Europe trip and Asia trip. Tell us a little bit about Europe trip first. Okay. So Europe was the typical. Well, I don't want to say typical because not everybody has the opportunity to do it. I was fortunate enough to do it. But what you're saying. the post-high school, pre-college, just three weeks, London, Paris, Switzerland, Italy, and Germany and Amsterdam. Oh, very, what a very, package. very quick. Yeah, we did seven countries, 21 cities. Really quick. Three weeks. Yeah. It was a group of 50 of us. There's this guy named Buzz, David Buzzing. He's amazing. He just organizes high school trips. 
for people to go to Europe and he's great with it, knows what he's doing. Um, so that was my intro to traveling by myself, by myself, quote unquote, I was with 50 people, but without parents, <laughs> it's just me and these 49 individuals <laughs> all on my own. Um, just without parents, without family, without the comfort or of kind of just following your family. Like, yeah, we had a guide, but he was very hands-off. He was very, I'll be at this place and I can take you guys on a tour. If you don't want to be there, great. Do whatever you want. And he was very, the train leaves from this station at this time, be there. You're not there. You have to figure it out. So I was fortunate enough that I never missed anything, but there were people that did and it was on them because we were already on the next city. Making moves out here. You got to, you got to figure it out. So I think that kind of built in and independence. I don't want to speak for everyone else, but for me, definitely, because I didn't have someone that was handholding and saying like, okay, we have to go here. And then at 830, we're here. And then at this, and then this, and then this, it was very just go explore, go immerse, go experience where you are. So I really appreciated that. So that was my Europe trip. And then, um, Southeast Asia was changed my, like, unbelievable. It, I did two months. I did Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam. And then I visited a friend that I met on the trip in Singapore. She was, she lived in Singapore. So I kind of ended off the trip there. Um, and I did it with this company called Stray, which highly recommend. I sent four of my friends on it after I went. Recommendations. Each one of them, honestly, biggest plug ever. I emailed them and was like, I will, I will ambassador for you guys. I will work for you guys. Cause it, it is so, it's kind of the same thing that I had in Europe. It was, they took care of all of our transportation. So they have the route and you're going from bottom of Thailand. If you do the whole thing, you're going from bottom of Thailand to top of Vietnam. So you're going like up and then you go down Laos across Cambodia, up Vietnam. All yeah. on land. It's all land. All on okay. land. Yeah. All buses. Um, so they took care of all, so we had a guide and a bus driver from the country that we were in every time. So it's like when we transferred from Thailand to Laos, we got a new guide and bus driver transferred to Cambodia, transferred, same thing. So Mm -hmm. they know the language, they know they can give us those stories. They can give us the experiences. They can give us recommendations. Um, and again, it was, we would get to places and be like, this is what we're going, this is what we're doing. You want to come, come, don't come, don't come. What was really cool about Stray is that it was kind of a hop on, hop off kind of vibe. So they would send out two buses a week. So every three days, a new bus is leaving from Bangkok, whether there were three people or 30 people, that is what they're doing. So when you get to a certain place, like when I got to Vang Vieng in Laos, I loved it so much and we were leaving in two days. So you say, no, thanks. I'm going to stay and you can wait for the next bus. If you're not ready when the next bus comes, you can wait for the next one. You can wait as long as you want, as long as you do your trip in a year. So like I paid for 40 days. I could have left. You kind of press pause on your trip. Pause. Done whatever. And then come back. There were people that came back three months later. They were like, we love this place so much. Wow. We went to explore. Three months later, they're like, okay, now we're back on our trip. And they probably, again, like me, only paid for 40 days. That makes sense. Yes. Um, it's like a choose your own timing. Hundred percent. It was amazing. It was actually incredible. What's the biggest difference for you? Uh, this is pre-Europe trip, Corinne. After Europe trip, Corinne. Pre-Southeast Asia trip, Corinne. Post. What's the biggest change from both of these? 
to you as a person? So pre-Europe was high school. So very as open-minded and different thinking as I am, when you're in high school, everything up to that point has been so, I don't want to say sheltered, but like kind of in the bubble of, you know, like you're seeing the same people every day, the drama, the teachers, the like where you grew up. It's just, it's so isolated wherever you live um, because you're exposed to the same things over and over. And it's also a majority of the things that you're exposed to are just schooling. So you don't really have time to kind of develop and think outside of the box and do other stuff other than extracurriculars, you know? So post high pre Europe was very kind of just follow the schedule of school. And then Europe it was great and it was amazing and I loved the experience. Europe about to get roasted. <laughs> no, Europe's not about to get roasted. I just, our focus was partying, you know, like, yeah, we saw some stuff and immersed some, but we were like, let's go out, let's drink. Like we can drink, it's legal. Like we were only, I was 17. So, which technically it wasn't legal, I guess. Everything was legal. 18. Everything was legal. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a lawyer now. So. <laughs> I'll defend myself. You're in the clear. Um, yeah. So... I was not 21. Um, so it was very just like, we just graduated high school. Like we're with all our friends. So the focus wasn't really, we saw culture, but we were like, okay, like ready to go cool. home and get dressed for the night, you know? Right. Um, you and focus. yeah, I actually skipped over my study abroad in Italy. Is that between the two? This is between the two. Oh, and okay. the only reason I segue into it, cause it's like kind of the same is because that trip because I was, I had an apartment. I was going to school. I was, you know, like and in Italy of all places in Rome too. Rome. Oh, that city. Is that, is that a known city? <laughs> My niece's name is actually Rome. Cool. Um, yeah. But, um, I there with that trip, I'm still in Europe and I did, I traveled to some of the same places. Like I went to Switzerland again. I went to Spain again. Um, but that trip, I treated it completely different, I think, because I had a home base and it wasn't just I'm here for a couple of days and then on to the next. I'm here for a couple of days and then on to the next. It was you're taking the tram on the way to school, like you're eating at this restaurant on breaks and then you're coming back. Like I had a coffee shop that like I became friends with them. So that that was my first immersion. So and, a huge difference. Yeah, huge difference. And I. I think that was Europe. My Europe trip was kind of fun and dandy and traveling on my own, like no parents around. And Italy was you're, you're cooking in an apartment because cannot afford to eat out for three months straight, especially Italy because the food is so good and you just want to eat everything. But you're cooking for yourself. You're going to school. You're buying groceries. It's different. It's you're living there. You're not vacationing there. Um, and so that showed me that you can connect to where you travel to. Um, so yeah, that was post that trip. I was, I think that's when I knew that I wanted to fully travel any chance that I got. The other one didn't have the same selling point with the parties because you're not connecting. You're like, okay, cool. But it's like, you're well, it was just like a quick like moment. Yeah. 
simulation overload of just like so much fun and so much different and people have accents and they kind of like look different and then it's like okay now you're back to college right. you know like back to real life real quick right so it's just a what was that Blur. quick little yeah quick little trip and back and then studying abroad was really just like i need this like i need to do this after that i wanted to live in italy i still do i still want to live in italy for a year or two i don't know how i don't know when don't it's gonna know happen because you have the i need this part yeah Somebody else doesn't know that I need this thing and it won't happen that way. Yeah, I really want to. Now, you pre-South Asia trip, you post-South Asia trip. Biggest that, difference there. That was a big one, too. That was a big one, too. Why? Um, because it was after... I feel like all my travels have been kind of milestones. Um, it was after college, before law school. So that in itself, even leaving college and going to law school mentally is just a big shift because it's so in, overinflated to be this crazy, hard, constant stress, um, you know, um, like um. your life is about to end for the next three years. So I was also treating it as, I obviously didn't know I was going to end up in Uganda, but I was treating it as my last opportunity to travel for the next three years because I was about to just be sitting in a room studying at all times. Right. Um, so uh, when I went, I was going by myself because all my friends were either in school or working. Um, I preferred traveling by myself. After I studied abroad, I did two weeks by myself around Europe. Just like that was actually alone, alone. Um, Probably quite memorable. Yeah, because you don't have to consult with every, anyone. Like you you're ready to, to leave. You want to go in there? No, I do. I do. I do and I don't care. Right. Like um, I'm going that way. Yeah, so I was going by myself. And again, my mom was supportive, but she was like, I, maybe you should find some kind of program because she had been to Southeast Asia and she's like, Europe, fine. There's train stations. Everything is pretty established Trees. for you. Yeah. Southeast Asia is different and not a lot of people speak English. And there's not just a train station that you walk up to and be like, I want to go here. Like you're going on some boat to some ferry, to some taxi, to some van. Like it's not linear. So, um, I found Stray. I went on it. I was prepared for this to be a solo, soul-searching. I'm going to find my way. 100%. And a week in, I met someone that we ended up dating the whole time that I was there, which I'm not, I don't regret at all. But it was just funny because it just shifted. I was like, screw everyone i'm by myself just like, me. Oh, yeah it's not just, just me, me. Okay. it's Dang. not just me um <laughs> but it was amazing because you get to learn a lot about people when you travel because every day feels like a week every week feels like a month like everything is so because you're doing so much it's like those days that you're running around and doing so 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 much and then you're like oh my gosh it's only three and like you have so much more to do whereas when those you stay are winning in, days right there when you stay in bed yeah you're like it's eight o'clock already. Like, how did that happen? Like, you know, so. Not inspired in that one. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, you feel like I won the day. Plus I can do more bonus time. This is award winning. Let's do this. And then the other ones, you're just like, wow, that was a wash. Um, right. But yeah, so on my Asia trip, I immersed to the max. Like, yeah, we were partying and stuff, but I was, I probably, I was barely drinking. I just, that wasn't my focus anymore. It wasn't. I don't, I'm not a big drinker anyways, but it just in terms of the partying, like we partied, but we partied with the locals, you know, like we went to their bars, like we did those ceremonies with them. And those ceremonies were just basically big parties with, with alcohol. But, um, 
It's a ceremony. It, it's different than going to the clubs in Europe. You know, it is being invited in people's homes, having them cook you a feast and then throwing this big party with like all their cousins and their kids. And you're not an outsider. Yeah. It's, it was the difference with me was I felt ready to start my life because, which is funny because now I'm going to travel again. So maybe I wasn't really ready. Restarting once yeah. More. <laughs> um, because I saw so much and I experienced so much and I saw how other people lived and cause like in Europe, it's kind of the same, you know, as okay, their apartments are different or the buildings are taller, like London's everything, everything is like a little bit more cramped, but I saw kids playing soccer with shoes that were falling apart on a makeshift ball, but like their backdrop was this crazy lush, gigantic mountain. And I, as crazy as it sounds, I'm like, wow, they're so lucky to grow up here. Whereas they probably look at me with everything that I have and be like, you're so lucky to even just have one of the things that I have, you know, it, it just changed my perspective a lot and I'm very grateful for it. And I appreciate again, that my mom raised me to appreciate those things. Cause there were some people on the trip that, that were very like, we went to these amazing lagoons and on the way there, it was like through people's homes and farms that they had cows and animals and livestock. And so there was poop, I guess, yes, <laughs> all over the place, you know, and it like smells and you see it and whatever. And people were just like, Oh, like it smells or like, what are we doing here? Like, Oh my gosh, this is so like dirty Ridiculous. and all this stuff. And it's like, if you wanted it to be the same as it was, at home, then you should have stayed home, you know? Punchline. Yeah. So I am thankful that I was so appreciative, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you wanted it to be that thing, it would have been that thing. It's not that different from Jay-Z quote where he's like, okay, you think that uh, I'm just another common guy? Make another me. It's like you can't – there's this thing and there's that thing. They're not the same. They won't be the same. There's going to be some alternate things that are – uh, unexciting in that realm. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. There's some unexciting things here too, but I guess that person got used to those things and accepted them. Yeah. Those things, oh, too much of a stretch outside of my bounds, change. Change is not really taken in by most individuals. It's a stretch. There's a fear associated with it. Your fear level is, how would you describe your fear response to taking a risk, boldness, this category? Relative to other people, I, like some people would look at me and be like, you have none, you know? They said you have no fear? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do think about the things I'm going to do. And every time I say bye to my mom in the airport, like we're like in a movie when you, you keep saying bye, you keep saying bye, you keep saying bye until you turn that last corner and we're like, there's no more byes to say in that. It's that moment that it really hits me. Like I'm about to go do this on my own. Like I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who I'm going to meet, what I'm going to see, but like I'm doing it, you know? So I leave for South America next Tuesday. In my mind, I'm not going anywhere, you know? I, and I won't until even my bag's packed, even on the way to the airport, it, do, it won't hit me. And I think that's the difference with people because people will let the fear kind of either talk them out of it or talk them through it, if that makes sense. So, like, I don't feel it until it's already too late. I think these are connected. I think the other person 
this week up until next Tuesday is thinking it through, thinking about their worries, concerns. You're not. You're not there. You need the experiential connection. Until yeah. the experiential connection comes in, it, it doesn't exist pretty much to yeah. you. For the other person, it already partially does exist. So they're feeling anguish. Oh, this could happen. Oh, no. Ah, worried. I'm going to cut it off. So you have that benefit that you're not thinking of it that way. When it actually does occur, now it's suddenly in person. Okay, I'm, uh, you feel it then. It's yeah. not like you don't feel it at all. But now it's about to happen. You didn't have a week of anticipatory worry. Which is such a limiter. Nice. It's a yeah. killer from nothing. Because if you actually watch that person that week, where'd you go? You were still sitting in your room eating a sandwich, let's say. Whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> I use that as my default example. And you didn't do that X, Y, it's all in your mind. Yeah. You must have a great imagination ability where you're just virtual reality type thing. And then you don't have that, I'll call it kind of inefficiency because not only did they do all this thinking and worrying, and some of them, sometimes they didn't end up doing the thing. Yeah. So cost and no result too. The... Um, guy that I met when I was traveling that I ended up dating for four years. Oh, um, four years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Extensive. Okay. Yeah. It it was also long distance. He was from or he is lives in the UK and I was here, so it's pretty wild. Met in Asia and then we just continued. But he. I also had a connection with a person in Scotland. Shout out to the world. Oh really? <laughs> um, he told me this quote, and I'll probably butcher it because I don't know it exactly. But it's like the um worst experiences we've ever had have never happened. And that is kind of just a comment on like, we put ourselves through so much in our minds and we like deal with the emotions and all the worries and all the thoughts, but those scenarios have never happened. So we're doing it to ourselves, kind of. And I don't do that really relative to other people, I guess. Like, yeah, I'll think like, what if, what if, but I don't really sit there and put myself through stuff as often as I think other people do. You don't pay the AFT, the anticipatory fear tax. No. You don't. Okay, that's good. What's the point of paying a tax for something you didn't purchase? Yeah. But maybe, yeah, I guess that person, I'll sell it this way. They like that feeling of actually thinking it through. That's enough. They get like 30% of the feeling that they actually went there. They don't actually do the thing. And it was good enough. I think it gives some kind of control, you know, so you'll be like, okay, if this does happen... I can control my emotions and my feelings, you know. The other one, I don't know if I can. I might yeah. be out of my bounds. People don't like to put themselves out of their bounds. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like, I'm an emotional person. Like, I don't really care to, like, deal with my emotions. So I think that's why I don't need to pre-deal with them. Anticipatory. Yeah. We have a similar uh, quality in this regard. I will say that. Which is good. We all have our own qualities. Some people don't match that. Travel is very important, right? Now watch this, because I do these crazy transitions that nobody can expect out of nowhere. Travels are great. <laughs> Attorney life is great. But we're throwing in one variety one out here, right? Mm -hmm. The sexual world. Yeah. A.K.A. sex. <laughs> Popular term. A.K.A. if no one was aware, <laughs> sexual world means sex. That, okay? Very popular category. Well-known by people for... Uh, centuries for eternity a long time yeah. right it's <laughs> kept humanity here. going yes that's why we're here folks so check this this category seems to be one you may have some descriptions or discussion in what about it speaks to you it was definitely one that came up in earlier discussion what can you tell me about sex what do you know about the category um, without giving too much away about myself, I could say I, I know a decent amount. Decent amount. Okay. Um, I think it's a difficult one because I don't want to 
obviously speak for all women and all people that we know this. engage in Cut sex. That yeah. But um I think sex is difficult to kind of navigate because not all women are and I don't want to say as strong, but it's male dominated. That's what I want to say. Like sex is it kind of like the male takes control, especially when you're first starting out because nobody knows what they're doing. And so it kind of just makes sense for the guy to take control. And then I think girls just kind of get stuck in that. So a lot of girls like don't know what they like or don't know what they want or, and when I say strong, I don't mean that. I mean more so like they don't speak up to say like, this is what I want because they're, they're not taught that that is okay. Or part of it, you know, it's very end goal oriented. It's like, okay. Oh, you, me, done. Ego. Nice. Wow. That's a good one. I don't want to, you know, I'll take half credit. You get half credit. Kareem, I got to do more. Okay, Okay, go ahead. I mean, I think I get a little bit more than half. Okay, you get... Oh, you came up with the 80, 80, 20. Okay. I'll take 20. Fritos principle. We'll do 75, 25. Yay. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, what was? Ego. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first word? Um, end goal. End goal oriented. You lost me. End goal oriented. The excitement of the it. moment. Okay, okay? We, no, it was. End goal oriented. It was really We exciting. had a moment. Um, it's very end goal oriented. And even the like lead up, the mind or the focus in my experiences and the people, the women that I've talked to is experienced and some guys, it's very, even four player leading up, like you're focused on the finish mm-hmm. and then it's done, I'll you know, depending in some ways. Whereas sex is such a, and I think also it's, we're Western culture. So, cause you go to Brazil, you go to France, you go to other places and they're just, you know, they're all passion, all this, all the time, even the way they dance, even the way they move, the way they talk. We're just very kind of right. Missionary Regimented is our best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's hard because women aren't taught that like they are part of this experience. It's like a two way street. It's kind of just like, they're there for like man's pleasure. And once he's done, like it's done, you know, like there are a lot of guys that if once they finish, like the session is over, like the session has ended. And like, peace out, yo. if a girl is not, or like a woman is not as like, excuse me, hello, you know, they just, that was a punchy, excuse me, hello. That'll work. That, you know, kind of like, like, oh, like uh, okay, excuse me. Like, okay, you got yours. Like what, you know what I mean? Like there myself. are two people here. That's true. They're usually, then yeah. there's, could be more. I'm just throwing, yeah. there's two people. It's common. <laughs> then they're not fulfilled. They're not satisfied. And like, sometimes it kind of like, but I don't want to say like resentment, but you know, it, it just, that's just what they're, they're used to. And I've been fortunate enough to experience experiences that it is a two-way street and focused on both partners equally, not just I'll focus on you because I need to get to you. Cause like I had a boyfriend in college that was very, if I didn't feel like it, he would kind of like he do what he needed to do to like get me to the, mm-hmm. to feeling like it. And then we would have sex and it would be over. And I'd be like, 
I just feel so used right now, you know, even though like you're my boyfriend and I love you and like you like got me to the point where I was like, okay, fine. I want to, I didn't like get mine. Also initially I didn't want to. So you kind of just like did what you needed to do to get yours. And then it's like, okay, bye. Like, which I feel like is a lot, a lot of women experience that. And I didn't speak up then. I would just like got upset about it and annoyed because I was in college and I was younger and I was like, this is, this is what it is until I learned that it's not. So you saw something more full, more maybe considerative. Yeah. And I think if, if women don't cross paths with men like that, then that's just what they have, which is unfortunate because it's not our fault, you know, because we're just, it's normalized that guys jack off. Like that is part of life. And like, yeah, we're getting into it here, but that's just. I go full here. Yeah, that's just full frontal. <laughs> that's just like jokes about it. Like part of puberty. Like it's just, okay. You can talk about it and it's not weird. But if you talk about a woman masturbating, that's like all of a sudden, like, whoa, that's like, she must be ultra or like, we just don't that's weird like we just don't talk about it or like guys will kind of like throw it out there as like one of those you know how some guys just like to throw curveballs out there you're like whoa where did that come Curve from ball. you know like yeah. what and so it's used as that like oh like do you masturbate and you're just like whoa like that's a lot you know that's no don't get into that kind of thing yeah but it shouldn't be like that you know, cause like guys can do it and guys do do it and it's totally fine and normal. Cause it's like natural and essential, but it's like, you can make the same argument for women because they should know their own bodies. Like there are so many women that don't know their own bodies, don't know what they want, don't know what they like because they've never explored that. And they feel shame exploring it because we're not taught to feel otherwise, you know, it's guys do that. Girls don't do that. End of story. That is the end. Which is bull. In a way, you're trying to pass on self-esteem in the sex category. Yes. Because you have it. And yes. And you see that the default is not that. So you're like, wait a minute. There's a disconnect between my default and what the average girl might think. And then what they will deal with. Yeah. Per se. And as much as self-esteem I've had personally. Like I, never, I didn't always have it in sex. Like it definitely developed. So it wasn't always there. No. Definitely not. Now why is that? If you had it in yourself in this category you did not is it because lack of experience or why would you not just apply that self-esteem to this category as well and be like this 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 i think because it's so different than out of your hands. normal life no pun intended, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of my hands or in my hands <laughs> that's good it's new <laughs> it's gonna be a new form for our program um it's just like, you're so, I don't like using the word vulnerable because I feel like there's a lot attached to that. Um, it's a hefty word. But maybe like exposed. Oh. Um, and yeah, you don't have as much experience. And again, it's like the person I lost my virginity to also lost his virginity to me. But it was very kind of just like, take the reins. You know what you're doing because guys jack off and watch porn and are just more exposed to sex I guess. And I think so like for the first few partners that I had, it was very just, you got this, you, you know, this. I have no idea what I'm doing, I'm but, joining in. but 
they don't know what they're doing either. It's just the default that the guy should know Mm -hmm. and the guy will know. And so it's, if you don't like something or you maybe want to try something. What should someone do in those circumstances now that you've seen the alternate? It just takes time. Like it just takes time and comfort with your own body. Honestly, masturbation because you learn your own body and like you're not ashamed to be like this is what I want this is what I like and this is I'm figuring it out kind of um and I think it's starting to be more accepted like there's like a bunch of toys all the time and like women's health and talks and conversations Probably a YouTube video for sure multiple YouTube videos um but it's still very male focused so it's still very you got this. I'll be here. I'm just kind of the vessel for this whole experience, you know? Um, and it shouldn't be like that. Um, but it took time. It definitely took a lot of time just cause it's so, yeah, you're so exposed and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's an exposing moment. Yeah. If you were, there's the alternative. Let's say you were just the vessel for the whole experience and a hundred percent is full fulfillment from the experience what's what would just being the vessel be without so much consideration for your end how would you describe that 100 percent is like there was full consideration everything was the passion of your dreams right what is you were a vessel for the experience and a participant um i don't know how like challenging one no i know exactly my answer but oh. i don't know how like PG-13. Go for it. R, Make like it happen. Go. We're going full form out here. I don't like limitation. That's one of my themes. So automatically when you say that, it makes me think I want to represent. We don't do limitation. on. This. That's not one of my things in life, right? Yeah. Because a limited form always makes you look stupid five years from now. Because one, you didn't need to do it. Two, somebody else is putting out the unlimited form. And who am I limiting for? I'm not losing to somebody else. That's not a problem. I don't know. Just like appropriate decency, I guess. I don't know. Go but. for it. Um, Who knows what this will be? I thought it was going to be a number from 1 to 100, but this is good. Wait, number? Yeah, yeah. I was going oh, like to gonna, like, describe. No, wait, sorry. Try this one first. No, no, no. no, no, no. Okay? <laughs> we might want that one. It's good. I want first okay. from 1 to 100. 100% is full form, and like you had the best passion of your existence, and then what percent would be you were a vessel mostly for the other person? It was a... Like what percent of my enjoyment? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then whatever you were just thinking 20 seconds ago, also that <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I, I want you that. were trying to like, get, like ask me what it looks like. Um, that's why I was asking uh, for the limits, but Fair. it depends. There are some, some are different than others. I would say it would range anywhere from 40 to 60%. Oh, okay. So like half of the full. Yeah, so it's not a big deal. bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it's you can. Oh, you're saying half of the full. Uh, so the consideration and the joining you, yeah, is a big I chunk. think so because uh, I'm. It's almost doubly as good. I'm. There are some guys that if it's just like that, like it's good enough for it to be like a sixty or seventy, and then there are other guys that if it's just like that, it's just like okay, this is a waste of my time. You know what I mean? Like fully, yeah. I think I would say under fifty because um, it's very just boom, boom, boom. Um, like that's standard steps to life. Thing. Yeah, I might. That might be the same people, by the way. 
Could be. It probably will be. We do things all things the same way. 100% it is. Um, But yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it because just just to be able to have sex, the guy need there are certain things that you need. You know what I mean? Like whereas a girl, you're kind of just, you can just like be ready with nothing. Right. Whereas like guys need to get ready. So it's like they're getting regardless sure um and that process can be enjoyable or not or boring or not so and then i think it's kind of if you think about it if you care enough to think about it which i do or used to ish it's like okay you got yours you know, like, where's mine? You know, Where? like, even though you had sex, like, what it's different. About me? Yeah, because also guys finish during sex. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking just straight vessel, just, just sex. Pretty much vessel. Just sex. Uh-huh. So like no, which oftentimes girls don't finish during sex. Sure. So no finishing for the girl. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I either got you hard in whatever way. We had sex, you enjoyed yourself, and you finished, and yeah. now we're over. Goodbye, good night. Right. The other side is very, and you know, like that's annoying. Right. That's annoying. Right. Fair. There's a big difference between the two. That's good. Now, is it more that you would tell the woman in this example to be more vocal in general or to come at the scenario with more experience? beforehand what would would be the how's this dynamic i would tell which is hard we're good i check things with details you know what i'm saying (laughs) i would tell it's hard because you try pun intended i gotta throw that (laughs) (laughs) got a lot of puns in here Uh even my boom 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 one i thought about it after i I left that alone with the multiple (laughs) world um i would say it's both both sides need to um, give effort, including the guys, because the guys know that it's in their control mm-hmm. and they hold the power. And most women are going to be like, just take most women. And the thing is, I kind of want to say, I don't want to say girls cause it sounds young, but when I say women, like at this point, like at my age and older, like you're, you're starting to get to the point where you are comfortable enough. So I think it's people that are just starting to have sex and like up until my age. Um, Cause I feel like at some point women just shift and they're like, you know what? Fuck this. Like do some shit, do some different thing. I'm going to start enjoying this. And I've had conversations with older women that like that, that have said, I didn't enjoy sex until my thirties, you know, or it wasn't like it is now when, until I really just took it. Um, but men need to be more aware of it, of having conversations like, what do you like? What do you want? Does this feel good? Does this not kind of just because again, you know that you're getting yours, like you are finishing and getting your enjoyment and completion regardless. So why not want the partner that's giving that to you and allowing you to have that also have that, you know? And I, and that's when I shifted, when I met guys that were like that, that actually cared about that and was like no like stop like this is what we're doing and I was like oh okay like great you know this is beyond 
the average and the basic. And then with women, again, like it's your body. Like it is your body. I can't stress that enough because I feel like all women grow up like kind of being, or I did and a lot of my friends did like, you're not as, you don't have as much control over your body because you're not, not shamed, but it's not talked about. It's not discussed to kind of like explore your body or like masturbation is off the table. So when you have sex, you're kind of just like, okay, take it over. Like you do you because this is your, but it's like, it's your fucking body. Like you're letting this person do whatever they want or whatever they need to do to get to where they need to be without getting your own because that's the way that it is. It's like, no, fuck that. Like, this is what I want. This is what I feel like. Like it's a mindset shift. Like you need to shift your mindset to be like, yeah, like I'm participating in this too. This is a two way fucking street and this is what I want. Or this is what I want to try, or this is what I want to learn, or this is what I want to like figure out. Like, let's work together to, you know what I mean? Get to this goal of mutual, equal satisfaction and enjoyment. When you went with the better experiences, you probably look back at the past ones like, what the heck? What might you tell, or how might you pass this on? How does this message get transmitted to people who you'd want to reach, Corinne? Is that a goal or is this just a, a, a thing you believe in, but you're, you're not too excited or interested in passing it on to? Well, it's interesting because I think indirectly it ties to me working with human trafficking because my focus is going to be sex trafficking domestically, not internationally, because I feel like there's a lot of focus on international sex trafficking and people are not aware of the fact that like Long Beach is one of the biggest modern slave ports in California, Orange County is huge. San Diego, I can't, I can go all day, but that's what she said. I think that is what she said. But I think, um, the reason why I tie into that is because a lot of these women, all they see themselves as are vessels. Now it's a completely different way because it is seen as kind of like financial sexual vessels for their pimps, you know, like that is what they're told. Like they get snatched up really young and I don't mean snatched up kidnapped all the time. Some just are foster youth runaways and meet the wrong people. And this person pretends to be their boyfriend or gets them pays for their nails done or food or whatever. And then slowly but surely it's like they have sex with them and then they make them have sex with their friends. And then they get to a point where it gets very violent and very vicious and they are told like, this is all you are. This is all you'll ever be. Like, this is your purpose. And they don't see their body as their own. And they don't see themselves as like having control over their sexual experience. Now, again, I'm not talking for everybody in the sex work industry. I'm talking for a lot of sex trafficking victims and survivors. Those are like huge differences that I want people to know that I know because I believe in sex work and I agree with sex work. And that is literally everything that I'm saying, having control over your body, knowing what you want to do with it, being the one that is dictating the sexual experience. Like sex work is the ultimate female empowerment, but it's only the ultimate female empowerment. If you are truly controlling yourself and you are truly having all control over it and trafficking victims and survivors 
don't have the control because they don't keep the money. They don't control who they're sleeping with. They don't like make the appointments. Maybe they might find the guys, but they'll have to go ask their pimp. So that was like a crazy segue and tangent, but I would just say like awareness of your body and knowing that you're the one in control of it. And like this body belongs to you, you know? So it's like sexually you should be the one that at least participates in your pleasure and not just accepts and receives it. Is this more, you? would you tell your 12-year-old self this as a tip or is it because I was 14. you already, no, no, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> 12. <laughs> no, just okay, like, you know, no, earlier self, really. before yeah, yeah. all the scenario, classic out there. It's 14 and a half. <laughs> That's pretty good. Would you tell your prior to all of this self, this information to put yourself in a better scenario or is it because you already had it in place and you want to pass it on to others? Like if you told your younger self, by the way, this is your body, would that have changed your trajectory or you already had it? I think I had it more than a lot of other girls because again, self-esteem, like, yeah, it doesn't fully translate, but some of it does. Yes. Um, so I think it's just more so a conversation that I want to have and like, how do you pass if I have on? daughters, like oh. I would pass it on to them and like just co conversations, communications, like, I don't know if that needs to be full like panels or part of conferences on women's health or something. But I think it also would be really beneficial to curbing sexual assault and sex violence because a lot of the times women just kind of like freeze up it's it's literally psychologically when a woman is getting raped like she's freezing up like from fear and i think part of that is due to the like guys just take and i'm not speaking about everyone it's just a woman like in that moment she knows what is about to happen and i think that's why you just get so frozen because you're like i have no control over this at all in the slightest. So I think the more that we talk about it and the more that it is accepted and normalized like sexual awareness and like awareness of one's body and all that stuff, I think maybe that will, and I, they're completely two different things because sexual assault is out of your control, but I don't know. I think it would be a factor that could be beneficial because you wouldn't be, and I'm never blaming the woman. I'm never saying like it was the situation or what you're wearing or anything, but I think the situation might be able to be different if you have this like confidence in your body and yourself and be like, fuck no, get off me. Like I had, I almost had an experience. Like I, there was a guy that was like kind of really forceful with me. Um, and like, we weren't having sex, clothes were on, we were just kissing and he kept trying to like undo or clothing. And I kept saying like, no, no, no. But it was, it wasn't as, it didn't cross a line yet, you know? Like, so I had this conversation with a guy friend. He's like, well, I would have just left. Like you should have just left. And it's like, if girls left every time that happened, like it would be a lot more. You'd be like, oh, why are they leaving on time? Because it, it happens. And like sometimes guys think that you're comfortable with it or like maybe you are comfortable with it and you kind of change your mind and like that's fine. Like whatever. There's just a world of scenarios. So in that scenario, it hadn't like crossed the line yet. 
Um, but I was, it was kind of like joking. I was like, stop, 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 stop. You know, like not like a, Hey, you know, like right. I'm leaving. Clear difference. But it did get to that point and I, I was on my back and I socked him. Oh, snap. In the chest so hard to the point where he like, kind of like went back, like took the air out of him, like so hard, but Long so damage. hard because it's like, I'm telling you right. multiple times. And then he kind of just like went for it to the point where it like shot across the line. Didn't so he wasn't even just really- cross the line, like grenaded over the line. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. Because A, I'm with like strong with myself and I know what is and is and isn't okay. And I've like gained that self-confidence sexually also to be able to say like, who the fuck do you think you are doing that? And I think, and I said this to my friend, I was like, if that was, and I'm not, I have to like be careful with my words because I'm not trying to insult any women and I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm stronger or not. But I, Nobody's taking it that way. I, I said it to my friend. I was like, if I was someone else, if that was a different, if a different girl was in my exact position, like rape hundred percent, like that would have been a rape a hundred percent. Like I could see it. I could feel it like 100%, which was crazy for me to deal with and like think about for a little bit because I was like, holy fuck. Like, it's that quick, you know? Alternate universe, Michelle in your position and not the same outcome. Not the bam, take that, I punch. Yeah, like so hard. It sounds like it. Is it fair to say they might have missed some cues prior? He or me? He. It wasn't cues. I was I, saying, I, I, I was like, I literally was like, this is not happening. Like, I'm not, like, I don't have sex with people on the first night. And like... Not even the, like, it depends on the situation. If we're, if it's like a random person that I like met up with for drinks and then a random person that I met up with for drinks, like a second night, like no way. But if it's like a person that I'm developing a, I don't want to say relationship, but like connection, connection with maybe first night, no fucking shot, like no shot. So I said that and communicated that and was like, haha, like <laughs> if you think, you know what I mean? Like, don't think because mm-hmm. no. And he kind of like ha back with me. Uh-huh. So it's like a banter. <laughs> it's like a little banter right. vibe. Yeah. And then it's like, I'll just like, he like went to unclip my bra and I was like, ha ha, uh-huh. like, you know, like, it, and it's like, no. And then it's like, okay. And then like, kind of like did it again, but again, like playfully. And it's like, Hey, stop that. You know, like, no, like we're not doing that. Still like in good spirits because it wasn't like that big of a deal. And then at some point I was laying down and he kind of just like grabbed both my leggings and like went to pull them down. And that's like, that's, it's like, how the fuck do you go from point A to point Z? You know what I mean? Especially when like, not a smooth transition, not a smooth transition. (laughs) And also like, you skipped a bunch of, I wasn't not clear with my cues. I was like, a, this is not happening. B don't do that. C like, don't fucking do that, you know? So that's when I kind of like grabbed and punched because I was like, who? Because that, again, goes to the whole like, it's my body. Like, it's my fucking body. Like, this is not yours just because I'm in your apartment or we're kissing or I'm on my back. Like, that means nothing. That literally means nothing. It, I'm in control of it. And Everyone if I, I say no. Everyone points body. <laughs> my body. 
if I say no, I said fucking no, you know? So like, and I, I'm also a very like aggressive person. So that can't imagine it didn't, it didn't cross my mind to be like, what do I do? Like it was instant, immediate. Like I'm going to fucking sock you as hard as I fucking can. And I did. And it's like, and that only then he was like, whoa. And then like the next day. You spoke his language. Yeah. And that's Your earlier so language was not translating. Exactly. And that's so unfortunate. You're speaking like, like uh, Croatian. He doesn't speak Croatian. So then you switch to Dominican and it worked. Huh. Matching cues is a big deal. You got to keep up with people if you're not. Because the connection's not there. That's a, a bigger sign. If they're not picking up with where you are. It kind of is like, okay, the connection can't be there or else you would have been on the same page with me. Yeah. This would have smoothly flowed. Yeah. This is a big deal. Shout out to the passion of the moment. The things that occurred. <laughs> these are the key moments because we remember these like eight months later, 14 months later, whatever it is. No, for a while I was like, and it kind of shifted. My thought process on it shifted a lot. Have you talked to anybody else before or after? I've talked to people yeah, yeah. before. Okay. Anytime. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Anytime guys touch my butt. I'll turn around and I say, do you want me to sock you or slap you? And they're always, it's like, kind of like when guys are like, Oh, she's too much. And they're like, Whoa. Cause it's just normal for them. And so they're like, what? And I'm like, do you, I'll say, do you want me to sock you or slap you? And they're like, Oh no. I, I'm like, I'm giving you a choice. You are two options. If you don't choose, One, I'm choosing for you. Or the other. Sock or slap. And most of the time, hundred percent of the time they choose sock, they choose slap. And so it's like, if I'm going to sock you, I'll sock you in your arm or your chest. If I'm going to slap you, I'll slap you in your face, which is why I like giving the option. Cause I'm like, you chose this. You know what I mean? Like you did this. You made me slap you in the face. Right. A, cause you touched my butt and B, cause you chose that option. But like girls will just, you know what I mean? Be like, ah, oh, that's so annoying. But I'm like, no, that's fucking annoying. You deal with it. The kind of funny thing is when you say soccer slap in their mind, they're thinking SOS, like I need help. But SOS is soccer slap, the acronym. Everything works out. I should just turn around and say SOS and then be like, what? Do you need help? I'd be Uh, like, no, you need help. You need help right now for what's about to happen, good sir. (sighs) Check this, Corinne, because I know all details and whatnot. I would like to, on this point, I want to add in one last point. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. On this one here, when you say we're good, you're representing that we have ample more or you're saying we're good in the current? And I'm saying we have time. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, good. Nice to know. Okay. I didn't. Good. Check in on things. Because when it's too good, that's something. We're good. Stop. We're leaving. I'm out. I'm going to head out. We're done. What do you think about that? Actually, on that point, good time or when experience is too good or sexually too good or whatever it is, when it's good, it is much more a priority to more of that because that time is worth like 18 times no good time. So for example, let me explain the way I talk. But the times that are super good, connection or discussion or sex or collaboration with somebody, right? An hour of that is worth like 19 hours of eh. It's not even close. So those times are the times you want to see what can be done. How can we expand it, grow on, build upon that? It's like it's like a plant. If it had part of it that was unhealthy, part of it was healthy, you'd want this part to blossom into different branches. This part, no big deal. Leave it alone, right? Well, cut it off. Right. Cut that part off. Yeah. Not connected to the other ponds because no cutting off. But cut that part <laughs> off, right? It could be connected to it the other be, ponds because it's okay. cutting off. Some, take that. Slicing. I feel like always the good points. <laughs> Slicing <laughs> way to make it hurt. <laughs> yeah. The other parts, 
uh, we don't want to expand, but we want to expand the parts that we like. So for example, with travel, let's say, right? You might have a place you liked, and then you want to expand, uh, learning their culture, how to cook their food, the people there linked to it, build upon that. You made a whole base from your thing that you liked, and then the things that are not key to you, let's say a certain structured standard operating procedure lifestyle, eh, let that thing cut off at its uh, point. We want to expand what we like, and then we get more of that, right? It's kind of like what we were talking about with when you do a bunch of stuff, you feel like your day is so much longer. And then when you do nothing, the day's over right. and done. And it's like it's like what you're saying. Everything's more amplified. And it's a good time. I just decided I'm going to do some rapid fire questions, okay? Okay, Check go. this. I never do these on a – so uh, you have three countries to go to, not including your next trip because you have one. But let's say five years from now, what three countries that you want to go to? You haven't gone to, and it's not part of your darn next week trip, which is real soon. Oh, gosh. Um, what countries come to mind? Where you Croatia. Like? Croatia. Um, Zagreb. Sweden. Oh. And Turkey. Now, how do you select previous or current? Is there any direction that you choose towards in country? Um, Asia and South America are kind of just like the backpacking hubs, you know? And so I was leaving college and when I decided to do the Asia trip, I was deciding between Asia and South America. Cause it's like, that was also the time that everyone was either in Asia or everyone's either in South America. It's everyone. All, yeah. I will not everyone. Cause I also have a lot of friends, a lot of friends from Israel, popular. A lot of friends that did the Israeli army. And so it's like post army trip. Like oh. that's what they do. And so, um, a lot of people that I knew were in either I chose Southeast Asia, so I knew South America was my next one. You know, like it was always in my mind. Mm. And India will be my next one. Oh. Hopefully. I mean, God willing. Fastest growing country, I think, on the planet as far as they're overtaking China, if I remember correctly, in population. I believe it. Very fun, quickly growing. Fun fact. Wait, fun fact, fun fact before you rapid growth. Can you give us a fun fact? So my, my parents travel a lot. I yes, they do. It. So my parents were in Asia. They did, they did Southeast Asia, Africa, and India. And they did South America before that. And so when my mom was in Southeast Asia, no, sorry. When my mom was in Africa, I was talking to her about my Southeast Asia trip. Oh. And then when my mom was in India, I was talking to her about my Africa trip. And so she's like, okay, well, if you're just going to follow me, like your next step is India. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I'm going I'm backtracking because you already did South America. They've been to a lot of countries. She's leading the way in some way. 100%. That's cool. So but I went to the pyramids before them. Boom, take which that. Which she's very, she's like, ah, oh, I can't believe it. This is ridiculous. If she yeah. picked Zambia, onto Zambia you might go. She was in Zambia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Earth's too small, I guess. We got to expand this thing. Yeah. Good thing the universe has expanded. Good thing Elon Musk is going to Mars. Shout out to Elon and uh, branching out to... Do you ever think about that with humanity? I used to think about that. All the people, oh, you're rushing here and somebody's annoyed here. Okay, you're all still on the same rock. You're all Earth. Great it's work like Futurama it. if you ever watched it. Not really, mm -hmm. but I know it might be a theme. Well, because they have like the president of Earth, Nixon. Nixon's head is the president of Earth. Oh. Like Earth thickens. There. Because they're just in this big galaxy. Like you'd need to have one, you know. That's it. Yeah. Spins. Back to your rapid fire. Right. Let's do this. She's doing the thing with it. Nice try. I'm going to return now back to my rapid fire. Boom. Very commandeering over on this end. I don't know about that I end. did it first. I'm in control. I'm really. in second, <laughs> but more, you know, pompous. So we'll be doing rapid fire now. I could go okay. deep too. Well, I can also. 
I'm not even. So the second one, okay? You ready for this? Yeah. What qualities of people push you away? Arrogance. Um, and arrogant, coming with arrogance, like know-it-all. Kind of pompous, better than. Yeah, just like, who are you, you know? Does it represent that the person's uh, expectations of what they can demand are beyond the level level at which they are at? Is it like they're reaching for something that is not matching? Um, like yes and no, them? because I think there's also people that like have achieved or have all this money or have all the success and, and are just very like, and he would say like Magilim, like disgusting is too much of a word, but it's like. Was it Magili? Magili? Magili. Magili. Like, Magili is like gross, disgusting. Okay. It's like you can say that there's, you can say that about certain people, the way that they do it. Like, just like Magili, like, it's just not nice, you know? Like, you can have all the money in the world and you can flash it, and you, but you can also do it in a certain way, you know? Like, and there's just some people that they achieved, like, I wouldn't say like, who are you to them in terms of like success? I would say, who are you to people that like haven't achieved anything and are like king of the world in their eyes. But there are people that like have achieved and like good for you and you did it, you grinded it, you, you deserve it. But like, that doesn't mean you need to be a dick. You know, it's like treat the janitor with the same respect as you would treat the CEO. And not too overt, more covert about your things. Yeah. Maybe, maybe let it be found out versus yeah showcasing it. It's always better when it's found out. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's, oh, interesting. Oh, it's interesting. also like, I don't meet people and I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm an attorney. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be something. Again, it's most of my friends. Like, I'll talk to people and I'll have conversations with people who are like, oh, you're like, you're so this, you're so that. And my friends are like, yeah, she's a fucking attorney. Like, they will hype me up for me. You know, like, I don't. That's way better, right? Do it for myself. Probably when I get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to go to people, hey, I'm a thousand subscriber arm and how are you doing? I'd be like, on what? YouTube. And there's the whole discussion will be about that. Yeah. Got to hype it up. But that's true. I do it in a way that's more like, I can do it. Because I'm all and people would be like, okay, fine. But if the average person did that, hi, I'm an attorney. It's like stepping on the other person and they like, screw you. Have you had people jealous of you? Actually, there's nothing that came to my mind. Have you had people jealous of you along the way? Like, you're just rolling smooth. 100%. Yeah. Do you regard them in any way? Do you give it any weight? Or do you see it as, yeah, you don't give it? I don't give it weight. I think it's a shame. Because um, like... Everyone can learn from each other, you know? And it's like, if you're jealous of the things that I do or the places that I've been, you can, like, I can help you get there, you know? Right. Why look to bring you towards now instead of, oh, reach up towards you? You probably, you are likely, the winners, people do stuff, make moves, are more likely to reach out to you. Yeah. I once emailed Seth Godin, marketing guy, he has like 20 books. Email me back in like a minute. I was like, you have all this stuff. You have this blog for like 14 years. He's like, yeah. They're more likely to help you. Then the other person who does nothing, you reach out to them. I'll get back to you in a couple weeks. What are you doing for a couple weeks? Yeah. Nobody nothing. knows. Yeah. I think it's also hard with girls. Because like I'm very, I have a lot of guy friends. Uh-huh. And I like I have girlfriends, but girls are the ones. I think girls are in general are like a little bit more jealous. Um, and the whole strength thing. Cause like people are like, oh, you're like a badass bitch. And I'm like, some people want to be badass bitches, but I'm like, yeah, but me being like this way, it doesn't take away from you, you know? So like we could coexist. 
Right. The idea that it's like a zero sum, your thing cancels out the other person. Yeah. It's great. And really a small, it actually tells you that that person has a small world mindset because somehow you alter the world. It's like a random building that's built in downtown LA. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can build this house extension. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's just, it's unconnected. But they'll do that. They, oh, they built the third floor now. And you keep reading updates on that thing. It's, I think a lot of people's life is that thing where it's like. That's all the comments on everything. You know? Right. Like, what are you doing? Why does it. It's not connected to comment me. On Make your own story. If you had chapters of your life story in a book, what are some of the titles of these chapters? Man, am I good at rapid fire. It's ridiculous. I don't know if I'm good at answering them, though. That's hard. We'll be the judge of that here on the city council panel. Thus far. You don't have to write the future ones, which would have been an even more challenging question. Thus far? Uh-huh. What are some of the chapter titles of your life book, Corinne? With a K. I think this one would probably be certain uncertainty because, yeah, this one would be certain uncertainty. I just have to slice in here. Somebody recently, <laughs> one of the titles of their book was Ordinary Extraordinary. Oh, really? So that's hilarious. For a second, I was like, well, this overlapped. And then I was like, oh, it's a different term. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah. you need to trademark. People are just doing this thing. Okay, yeah. certain uncertainty. Which period is that? I think that's now because oh. yeah, that's like this, this chapter would be certain uncertainty. Cause like I know quote unquote what I'm doing in terms of, I know I'm going to travel. Like I'm certain that I'm going to travel. I'm certain that I'm coming back and I'm certain that I'm going to go back into law, but what is about to happen? I have no fucking idea. You know what I mean? I don't know who I'm going to meet, what I'm going to see, what I'm going to do when I'm there. I don't know when I'm coming back. Like I'm not certain what aspect of law I'm going to enter into. Um, so it's like, I know that I have no fucking idea and I know the shell of what's about to happen, but I have no fucking idea what is in that shell. That's probably exciting category for you to be in yeah it's pretty wild i can see it you can see these things if yeah. there's a certain uncertainty what any of the previous ones do you have any titles for your earlier existence small, um, small hey guys hey Karina out here <laughs> i'm 12 actually 14 <laughs> college was a crazy vibe so maybe like i don't know crazy vibe or okay. just very 2022 yeah um My younger years, I would probably be the baby because my entire identity was being the baby of my family because I'm the youngest of five. Mm -hmm. And by so much, like my closest sibling is five years older than me. By the way, you said five, that one, 20. Is it 20, 15, 10, five, is it you? No. Because that would have been real convenient because the numbers work out perfectly. It's close. It's 20, 16, eight, five. It's not that far. Yeah. It was like kind of like it's five years. It's close. So they're four years. So my brothers are four years apart. And then there was a break of eight years to my sister mm -hmm. and then my sisters are three years apart and then there was five years dang yeah and my mom had three miscarriages like throughout so we would have been four girls and four boys if they all survived that's the numbers right there eight crazy would yeah been, that's my other 828 um, yeah but i was always the baby especially because like they were always paired up my brothers were we never all lived in the same house because oh. my brother was at college when i was born and then by the time he came back my other brother went to college and then by the time he came back my brother moved out so like my brothers were kind of 
a different lifetime. And then it was me and my sisters and my sisters were kind of doubled up by people like family, friends, and people knew my brothers existed, you know? Um, but then there was just me kind of like the baby, like always and forever. And even when my mom introduces her, me to her friends that either don't know me or haven't seen me or people that she meets at the bank. Cause she's just a very personal person. That's good. She's like, this Sociable. is my baby. And I'm like, I'm 25. <laughs> yeah. Somehow still baby. Will always forever. Yeah. So I think my first chapters would be like the baby. And then between the baby and like college would, I guess, be like growing up, like growing out of being the baby, like finding myself, I guess, something like that. Uh, as the youngest child, does that make you, are you the most, like, was it rambunctious or something? Did anybody compete with you on that? Me and my brother. Oh. So my brother's the first and I'm the last. And oh, really? I'm a copy of him. The oldest? Yeah. That's not common. I don't think that's common. I think the oldest is usually more like... He's wild. He's wild than that's not common. all my friends combined. He's more wild than all my friends combined. Yeah. Definitely more wild than me because he's also older. So he has like more backing, sure. you know, and like he kind of most knows what he's doing. Um, and he says, he's like, in another lifetime, I'd come back as you because you had me to like guide the way for you. I'm like, you're not wrong. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Handy feature. Yeah. It's just, it's me and my brother for sure. We're also the only ones with blue eyes because neither of our parents have blue eyes. None of our siblings have blue eyes. We're just the same. So that's your link. That's mm -hmm. your, that's pretty cool. Well, he was also like my dad. Like that was our link too. Like we would go out, like he would take me to Six Flags and all this stuff. Cause he, I was just like his baby. Like he was fucking 20 when I was born. Right. I could have been his kid, you know? Right. Like, and so people are like, that's oh my cool. gosh, like your daughter, your dad. I'm like, that's my brother. That's my people brother. are like, wait, know. what? <laughs> right. They wouldn't know. How would they know? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. He took you under his wing. Yeah. And then when he had kids, like I would, I stepped in for them. Working together. Yeah. The value of like harmony between your fellow people is very efficient. Yeah. Huge value. Boom. So it's a shiny watch. Thank you. Now, last one. One question for me. Okay. Before we close this up, one question for me. What question do you have for the host of this great episode that is like, wow. Why did you start a podcast? Well, moments like this is a big chunk of it, okay? If I don't have moments like this in my future, that's ridiculous, okay? This is ideal. This is not like through some, am I texting you? That would be, that text is death. <laughs> so moments like this, connection. I mean, text is cool and not shout us to the world. But moments like this, hi, like the, the thing we had a thousand years ago, it was there. Learning. And I want to have it be like a regular thing where I'm connected with scientists and authors and all kinds of different relevant people. Because that's important that my day is full of momentum. I want that to be in the future, like five years from now, like I'm just randomly talking to the author and then they contact me and they send me a book. Then I go to this conference, then I talk a panel, the other thing, all day where people are like, what's he doing? I can't even keep up. That's good. Connecting, yeah. That. Also, I learn a lot because reading books, they send me books and I like to read. So taking notes and people bring something to you, a package deal of information in a book. When it's in person, they maybe translate 50% of their book message to you in an hour or two hours. That's like, what, what value? Yeah. So that's a big chunk of it. Did we check if you would, would you ever do a podcast? I don't know if I ever checked on that. That's how we started this. Cause yeah. you're like, you should do a podcast. And you're like, I'll have you on my podcast and then you'll do your own podcast. Right. What's the possibility of that from now, right now? Zero to hundred percent in the current moment. I don't know. I guess when I get back from traveling, anything is possible. Like we'll see what happens to me while I'm out there. You that's know? true. Like I could come back and be like, yeah, I don't want to go to law. I'm just going to do a podcast. Could be right. We never know with you. Cause it's never it's know. buried and whatnot. Corinne, 
on this one here, because I feel like there might be a follow-up in the future, but on this one here... I feel like there'll be a follow-up in the future. Like when I get back, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm going to have so much that, to talk about. We can only imagine that, but we leave that anticipatory kind of thing for somebody else. <laughs> we just do it in the, in, the per, uh, in the moment. Corinne, I would like to thank you for having been on this episode, which is 358 of the show. Bringing your thought. Three plus five is eight, by the way. Shout out to that one. Of ah. the show. Everything works out. I don't know how that... It just occurred. <laughs> and... Bringing to us a variety of descriptions on travel, people, sex, which I don't know if I've really discussed too much on the show, and then uh, connecting mm -hmm. life topics between us. I would like to thank you for having been on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciated it, and I really enjoyed it. Karen Lang, attorney, traveler. Hey. The world. I'm just including the... No, include it, but you have to change my name. Oh, I said Karen. Oh, that's why. I'm like, what we did I We talked about this. We talked about we, this. I just wanted to make sure that, <laughs> that she I knew. pinpoints details. Because sometimes she says she pinpoints things I got to get down. ready for my own podcast. But if I don't check that she pinpoints things down, how do I know? How do you I have know? to randomly oh, say things. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good connection. Good job. No, that was good. That was There's good. no way that you have to check these things. That was really what, good. Why? Because people can make statements and then you never like challenge them on it? That was really Frankly, good. Frankly, in a future discussion <laughs> that we have, I'd be super challenging. I was doing that today. In a future oh, really? That yeah. point? You did that? You went there? Watch out. The next you get break. Within 40 minutes, you're soft cookie crumble. Soft you cookies wish. don't even crumble. Yeah, you that's wish. It's not going to happen. When you have that breakdown, you can put that as a chapter five in your book, The Breakdown. How did that happen? Oh, I would I do the Armin cookie show. crumbling. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it's not going to happen. The CC. Yeah. You know, carbon copy that to somebody. When the cookie crumbled, it was right after. No, it happened right when Armin did it. So just remember that in the future. What? Who just broke it? But thing is. Alternate universe. It's like muscle. You break it down, it comes back stronger. How can she be stronger? Nobody thought could be the case. But in this case, it could be. <laughs> Corinne, I would like to thank you for having been on this episode. Wonderful on both of our parts. And uh, to the future, glad to have you on. Thank you for having me. And we are out. Fucking scene. <laughs>